0: Be holy yourselves also in all your behavior, because it is written, You shall be holy, for I am holy. If you address as Father the one who impartially judges according to each one's work, conduct yourselves in fear during the time of your stay on earth, knowing that you were not redeemed with perishable things like silver or gold, from your futile way of life, inherited from your forefathers, but with precious blood, as of a lamb, unblemished and spotless, the blood of Christ. This is the word of the Lord. Please be seated. We're still not going to finish verses 13 through 19 today. Just fair warning for all of you, uh, but at the end there, you see Peter speaking in in verses eighteen and nineteen. He talks about what we were redeemed with and what we were not redeemed with. Right? We were not redeemed with perishable things. We were not redeemed with common things, but we were redeemed with imperishable, precious things. Now, what we see there is we see an example of the meaning of the word holy. Holy. In the Old Testament, when... Jesus has not yet been born. Kids, you remember that's what divides the Old Testament from the New Testament, right? In the Old Testament, we have this command given to us in the Book of Leviticus: "You shall be holy, for I am holy." That that word, that command, is given to God's people way, way, way back. Before the Lamb, before the Lamb, the precious Lamb, the spotless, the imperishable, was sacrificed. Okay? And what were all of the sacrifices that took place between then and when Jesus Christ came and died on the cross? They were all pointing forward to His coming sacrifice to the Holy One that would come, to the precious, holy Lamb of God. And so, all of the sacrifices that were made were to be holy. The word holy means set apart. Set apart. Not common. Other. Different. Now, Jesus was the Holy One of Israel. The Holy, the finally holy sacrifice. And yet all of the Old Testament sacrifices, when they brought a lamb, it was to be set apart to the Lord. It was to be perfect. It was to be a spotless lamb. But it was also to be set apart to the Lord. It was to be treated differently. It was to be separated out from the common to a holy use, to a set-apart use to a special purpose. Now the normal state of man is being conformed to our lusts. That's the common. That's the steady state, right? That's what, apart from God reaching into this world everything would remain. Everything would remain sinful. Ever since Adam ate the fruit that God said not to eat, sin entered into the world, and at that point, everything changed. Everything went from good to bad. Right? That includes... Your garden, that includes what grows in your grass, that includes how hard it is to make money, that includes the most miserable parts of your work or of school, that includes all the things that really are miserable and bad about this world. But most of all, it includes our sinful hearts. Our nature. We are ruled by our desires. We are conformed to our lusts. Now, what does it mean to be conformed to something? Kids, do you know what it means to be conformed? What do you think? Conformed. You know how uh, a healthy baby's cheeks get get all fat? You know what I'm talking about? got those big chubby cheeks, right? And if you take your fingers and you squeeze those cheeks, what happens? Those cheeks, they squish in, right? You ever done this? You're looking at me like I'm crazy. No, you've done this. Okay. Those cheeks, they squish in. And what that is, is you conforming their cheeks to your fingers. They take on the form of your fingers, right? When you squeeze those cheeks, my cheeks aren't very, it, don't, it doesn't work real well with my cheeks. But when you take a baby's cheeks, they are easy to conform, right? That's what conform means, It takes on the mold of whatever it is that is pressing on it. Now your lusts, your desires, press on you. And you are conformed to them. Your heart takes on the pattern of what you're given over to. It's molded and shaped by it just like the baby's cheeks are molded and shaped by you poking them. So your sinful desires mold and shape who you are. They mold and shape your spirit. And so we are warned here not to be conformed to the former lusts, which were ours in our ignorance. So no longer are we to be under that that pressure, that mold has been broken, right? and now we are to be under a different mold and we're to be conformed to a new shape, conformed to something new, something holy, something set apart. So if the normal state of man is to be conformed to our lusts, it means that we are stuck. Stuck, squished into a mold that is making us live a certain way. And interestingly enough, that mold is not really external, is it? That mold is internal to us. It's deep in our hearts. That's what I mean when I say that's how it's always been since Adam's sin. Adam's sin doesn't introduce an external mold on us. It's what we're built in. It's it's what we're born with. It's built into us. And so we are selfish. Selfish. Now, selfishness may as well be a synonym for being conformed to our lusts. To be selfish is to care only about your desires. Right? So, kids, you ever have your parents tell you stop being selfish? Stop being selfish. Maybe they want you to share something that you've been given. Or maybe they just want you to realize that there are other people in this house. Right? And that other people have needs. And that your actions affect other people. To be selfish is to ignore all of that and to care only about yourself and your desires. What do I want right now? I'm hungry. I want food right now. Well, guess what? I want a million dollars. I've said that to my kids before. <laughs> so, what? We all want a lot of things, right? I also love to sing this song to them. You guys know the song? No, you can't always get what you want. No, you can't always get what you want. But if you try sometime, you might just find you get what you need. I didn't make that song up. That's like that plays on the radio. Who came up with that? It's brilliant. The Rolling Stones? You've gotta be kidding me. It's like selfishness. It's like we we know about this, don't we? As humans. We are selfish. By our nature, that's how we start out. That is what we are conformed to: our desires. We use the word lusts, and it and it and it, it's like a dirty word, you know. It includes all kinds of sexual connotations and all sorts of stuff that you know. You, you hear the word lusts, and you think, ah, yeah, right. But the word is just desires. That's all it is. We have these desires. They are are ours. They come out of our hearts. And that's what we are not to be conformed to any longer. But instead, we are called to another way, a way of holiness. Holiness. Now, <clears throat> to be holy means to be different, right? To be set apart. To no longer be the way that you were born, but to be different, to be set apart, to be changed, to be given a new job, to be given a new work, to be given a new heart, to be holy. Do you want to be holy or do you want to be selfish? They're at complete odds with one another. Your selfishness is the opposite of holiness. Because that's how everybody is. That's not different. That's not set apart. But we don't like to be different, do we? Do you like being different? Isn't, isn't like, I don't know, 99% of the teasing and making fun of people that happens in school about being different? What does that tell you about being different? It says... We don't like being different, do we? And yet this command, this call, be holy as I am holy. This command that comes from God to His people in the Old Testament long, long ago, then to His people in the New Testament also long, long ago, and then to us today is this constant command to the people of God, be different. Be different from the world. You are not to be conformed to your former lusts. You have been changed. You are now to be different because you have been changed. You now have an imperishable inheritance. You are to act like it. And so, I ask the question again, do you like being different? We are very concerned with being weird. We don't like it when people look at us because we're different. Much less when they talk to us. Because we are different. Much less when they make fun of us because we are different. And that's ignoring completely when they actually attack us for being different. We don't want them to think that we are funny because of what we will or won't do. We don't want them to think that we're weird because of how we act or how we dress. Do you know where the name Puritan comes from? It was... It was a word that they used back when the Puritans were around to make fun of the Puritans because they were so weird and different. They were so set apart in their actions, in what they were willing to give themselves to, in their entertainment, in their dress. They were completely other And really, nothing's changed from that time. People think that it's weird when you're different. Another way of describing us is that we want to be like the world so that we can be liked by the world. Right? Think about that. We want to be like the world so that we can be liked by the world. But the fact of the matter is, God, in calling us to be holy, means to be different from the world to be set apart. We are not to be normal. You should never look like the rest of the world. It should never be hard to figure out whether you are a worldling or a child of God. Do you know how weird the Jews were Have you ever seen Hasidic Jews today? Can you tell that they are different? Immediately. Right? Immediately. And that was no different back in the time of the Old Testament. Everything that they did made it clear to themselves and to the watching world that they were different. They were set apart. They were holy. They were a part of a different group. There were two groups. There were people who were Jews, and there were people who were not Jews. And that's why there's just one word for everybody else, the whole rest of the world. You can divide them into many, many, many different countries. You can divide them into all kinds of tribes. But what are they called? Gentiles. There's Jews, and there's everybody else. Often translated just the nations. The nations. Who are the nations? The world. Everybody who's not a Jew. And so it remains today. There are God's people and not God's people. That's it. Now, we like to divide people up into all kinds of other groups, right? But in the end, there are only those who are God's people and those who are not God's people. And just like the Jews wanted to be like the nations, like the world, like everybody else, and so they did many things that were forbidden, so we want to be like the world, we want to be like everybody else, and so we give ourselves over to many things that are forbidden. That is why the word holy has come to mean righteous as the, the most, the simplest synonym for us to use, right? Because to be holy means that you have to do what God has commanded. If you are set apart by Him, you are set apart to His works, to His righteousness. And so the moment that you are holy, You no longer engage in being conformed to the lusts of the flesh or the lusts of the world, right? Instead, now, all of a sudden, your behavior is different because your behavior is holy. Your behavior is righteous. This is why you can tell On the outside, man judges based on outward appearance. It is true. But outward appearance is not worthless. Right? People can tell whether you are holy or not. And you know that they can tell, and that's why even if you don't want to give yourself over completely to the sin of the group that you're with, Okay. What you do want to do is make sure that you're not seen as different while somehow still avoiding the sin. But that in and of itself is the sin. That in and of itself, that desire to not be conformed to the holiness of God, which makes you completely other and alien and weird to the world, not wanting to be that is A lust of the flesh. That in and of itself, that desire to be just like the world? No, that's a problem. That itself is one of the lusts, one of the desires that is being spoken of. One of our ignorant lusts is a desire to be accepted by man. To be approved by man rather than to have our concern, to have our desire be that we would be approved by God. We love the approval of man rather than the approval of God. And so we end up changing our behavior, changing our attitude to make it match what people are expecting, what normal is around us. Now, kids... None of you want to be mistaken for being younger than you are, right? You don't want somebody to ask you, so how old are you now? Are you five when you're seven, right? Or nine? What's wrong with you? Why don't you want to be mistaken for somebody younger? Because to grow up, to mature, is a good thing, isn't it? And so you want to be, you want to be seen as mature. You want to be viewed as growing, maturing, becoming stronger, becoming more of an adult. You want that, right? You don't want to be viewed as a baby anymore. You don't want to, you don't want to be mistaken for somebody that can't take care of themselves. I can do it myself. Right? You do it yourself? So, we're trained to be able to demonstrate that we are self Reliant. We're trained to make sure that people know that we are strong in and of ourselves. Now, don't get me wrong. it is good to mature to, to mature. What did I say? It is good to mature. It is good to grow up. Right? But here's the thing <clears throat> you know the feeling of being embarrassed that you enjoyed something that is immature, that's the, viewed by the world as silly that's viewed by the world as pathetic, right? You don't want to be seen as less mature than you are. And what, what we do is the world grows in its maturity towards a knowledge of sin, towards a knowledge of wickedness, towards a conformity to the sinful lusts of the flesh. And we think, oh, well, I don't want to be viewed as a Pollyanna. I don't want to be viewed as someone who's immature, who doesn't understand the ways of the world. I better study evil. No, you better not. No, you better be holy. You better be different. You better be set apart. And yeah, they'll make fun of you. They'll make fun of you. That's okay. As a matter of fact, it's a good thing to suffer for the name of Jesus Christ. God has called us apart He has called us to be different. He has called us to look different. And when you take up your cross and follow Jesus Christ, remember there's only two groups, right? God's people and not God's people. When you take up your cross and you follow Christ, God's people Will be encouraged and will encourage you. And the world will laugh and mock and scorn, just like they scorned Jesus Christ while he was on the cross. Why are we to be holy? Because God is holy. He is not of this world. He is not like us. He is not made in our image. We are made in His image. He is our Father. And so we are to be like him because we are his sons. Now, before our children grow up and decide that they would not like to be like their fathers, because that's embarrassing, which, by the way, is exactly the problem that I'm talking about, children, okay, because you don't want people to make fun of you for liking the things that your dad likes? absurd. He's your dad. Of course you love the things that he loves. That's not a sign of immaturity. That is a sign of maturity. If God is your father, if you are his son, then of course... You love the things he loves. Of course, those who are not his children think that that's ridiculous. So what? Laugh at them. Be different. Be happy to be different. Love good and hate evil, like God our Father. And you will be holy. You will be different. You will be set apart. Your behavior will set you apart. Your words will set you apart. Your attitude will set you apart. Your love of righteousness will set you apart. That's holiness. That's what we're called to. The only other way is to be conformed to your selfish desires. The only other way is to be conformed to your ignorant lusts. The only other way is to receive the approval of man and the judgment of God. And next week we'll be studying that judgment.